0: Chevy Equinox with forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, and available all-wheel drive. It's my ultimate mobile device. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com
1: to schedule a test drive. Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos.
2: And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I met at our first radio jobs and have been friends ever since. And we had fun in our 20s as
1: wing women for each other.
2: And in our 30s, we got married.
1: Then we had babies within weeks of each other.
2: Eventually landing the hardest job we've ever had, parenthood.
1: Our kids are 12 and 10, but we'll
2: talk about everything from babyhood
1: to menopause.
2: We want to discuss topics that interest us and you and bring some knowledge to other average parents. We make it look easy. We make it look good. Now, we're average,
1: not experts.
2: So we'll talk about the topics with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, we'll get the experts. And I'm sure to embarrass myself along the way.
1: Yeah, after the first season, I'm pretty sure we already have.
2: (laughs) So welcome to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make
0: it look good. Everybody sees it.
1: apparently, work-life balance is about to get easier. Tracy, Yay. yeah, yeah, you chose to stay at home when Kate was born. so what what was your reasoning for that?
2: A lot, several factors. Well, I wanted to be home, but um, also uh, I wanted to have the flexibility. If I were to still work in the job that I had at the time, was not flexible to allow for um, me to be around as much as I wanted to be with my daughter. Was my first a nine to five? Yeah, and so it was an agency, and so um, I decided that it was. Probably best that, and the fact that it would cost a lot of money to have somebody take care of them. I wasn't going to make as much money, and it would all the money would go towards my childcare. So it yeah. was a wash, basically. Right. Um, you know, so
1: I chose to stay at work. Uh, you know, I was teaching at Northwestern, but it was a flexible schedule, so I would do like probably two days a week, eight hours a day. And I, I kind of felt like I had to, let's be honest, I kind of wanted to. Because yeah, I. that's okay. Yeah. There's
2: nothing to be ashamed. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I was, um, I was super overwhelmed when I had Sophie. I'm sorry, Sophie. Um, and I was, I didn't know if I was very good at it. So getting away and teaching gave me some kind of um, satisfaction and it made me feel like a more complete human. Yeah. Um,
2: it was it, keeping part of yourself um, even after having a baby.
1: Yeah, I, I could
2: see that. And we've talked about this, too.
1: Like, I think I pretty much broke even because paying for childcare was so expensive. But for me, it was a it was a quality of life. So I could go talk to grown ups for a couple of days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Get
2: so, out of your um, mom jeans and, your, <laughs> and my yoga your pants. Yeah, your pajamas and stuff when they're a newborn. Yeah, yeah. totally. And it's not, it was a flexible. It sounded like a couple of days a week. You just kind of scratch that itch a little bit and then yeah. you came back and then you're a better mom that way. Yeah.
1: For me, anyway. Um, Yeah. And you and I used to get together when the babies were itty bitty, and that was also like quality time where we could talk to each other. Sure. You know, scratching. I live for those days of wiggle
2: worms. (laughs) Come on now. Exactly.
1: Oh, wiggle worms. Um, So in 2013, though, I left teaching to go back into radio. I think you know that. Yep, I remember. Um, And it was not necessarily the best move because the girls were seven and four and they were not ready for me to be gone every morning and um and I was working morning radio so I had to leave at like 4:30 in the morning I'd be in by 4:30 in the morning so um and I remember you know Hannah saying um she had to pretend to love me because I wasn't there to brush her hair in the morning oh no and it was heartbreaking yeah. so um so eventually I I I, I quit. Right. Um, and I wrote a book. I'm plugging my book now. It's called Potty Mouth to Big Thoughts from Little Brains. Yes. Um, and you should buy two because you'll lose one. <laughs> um, and I worked on that. And then, then I started looking, like, maybe the kids are not older. Maybe yeah. I should get back into the workforce. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. It was not easy. Uh, no. Yeah. And you're not the only one that I've ever heard say that. Okay. So, like, I applied... For a bunch, a bunch of jobs. Yes. And didn't uh, hear back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did hear back from some, and they said no.
2: Um, and it was... How much was the gap? What was the gap between, like, in between? Three years. How, I was going to say it was a couple of years. Yeah. So... Imagine, like, if you quit, like, me, and trying, and, like, my daughter's 13. Right. Right. Being out of the workforce for 13 years.
1: Yeah. How, what the hell do you do? I know, and and that's what I'm... Because I continue to look for jobs, and... um. It's hard to fill the gap. So, you know, essentially, you know this, like, you know, every time I've ever applied for a job, I've gotten it. Or sometimes even if I didn't apply, someone would offer me a job. So I was really humbled mm-hmm. uh, and embarrassed. And my, my self-esteem was like, wow, Right. Um, so... I started freelancing, and you know that. And we doing this podcast has been, you know, this is
2: scratching an itch, right?
1: It's totally scratching an itch. Yes, Um, but to to build up work experiences again to make myself look like I have been working, right? Um, And now people are going to know that I'm faking it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Um, But guess what? This is, this is what's so amazing. I love what we're about to talk about because yes. where was this a while ago? Yeah, and it's here now. So there's a new initiative. It's offering solutions to moms and some dads who want to work while also actively parenting their kids. It's called The Mom Project. And love it. I love the name. I know. I know. It's like totally... Perfect. Um and joining us to talk about it is Colleen Curtis. Colleen is head of community and marketing for the Mom Project. Colleen,
2: thanks for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you so much for having me. So,
2: Colleen, what what is the Mom Project?
0: Sure. So the Mom Project is a digital talent marketplace that seeks to match together. Women and and some men, like you mentioned, um, with rewarding professional opportunities, all with this lens of um, flexibility and the ability to to lead both of those lives um, simultaneously.
2: Love it because flexibility is key when you're a mom of littles or even yeah. tweens. You know, the project was founded by um, CEO Allison Robinson. What? Yes. She's a mom. I I'm guessing cuz she must have seen a need. What what was her goal and why did why did she start this?
0: Yeah, so Allison started the company in 2016. She was a commercial executive at Procter and Gamble and left on her first maternity leave so she had her first son and realized at the time after reading an article in Harvard Business Review that 43% of women leave the workforce for a period of time after having children and to really address caregiving duties. And there's, we know, a multitude of reasons why people will make that choice or who feel forced to make that choice. And so while there was a lot of discussion around that topic uh, in 2016, ultimately there weren't a lot of solutions. And so Allison started the Mom Project as a way to, to tangibly address that.
1: What are the main reasons moms list for staying at home or for dropping out of the workforce?
0: Sure. I mean, some of the things that, that you mentioned in the intro here where the, the, child care, the child care equation just doesn't add up, right? So you're looking at potentially being away from your, your children for X amount of hours per week, and the child care is going to cost that or more. You, you end up having to do that equation and, and potentially take a step back to be able to care for those younger children. Um, you know, Of course, there are, there are parents who, who willingly decide that that's the the place they want to be for that period of time. And we know that that, that need and desire evolves as children get older. Um, and so th- there's many reasons why why women are making, and, and men are making that choice to, to kind of step out of the, the workforce. Um, ultimately, what, what we're finding is that choice is there to make, and let's hope that, you know, it is a real choice and it's not a forcing function. Yes. Um, and we know through lack of support that sometimes it does feel like a forced, a yep. forced choice. But that when people are ready to come back and do feel this need, like okay, my kids are older, or my kids are in kindergarten, or I feel the need to, to interact with adults again, that that ramp back in just doesn't exist. So the ramp out might exist, um, but the ramp back in definitely has not.
2: No, it's a big road road bump. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what what things are moms, working moms, looking for? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So we we did this incredible study when I started. At the Mom Project, it was it was just so clear to me, but I had never seen it this way. And so we hear about flexibility all the time. And that's, that's clearly a very, very high priority for working parents,
2: Amen. given the
0: constraints on their time. Um, but ultimately, flexibility, one, means something different to everybody. And two, has to be coupled with the respect from the company and from the management and from the leadership for it to truly be a benefit to working parents. So if your company says you have flexibility, but it doesn't really practice what it preaches, it's actually worse than just not having.
1: Right. Because they're selling you a bill of goods, right? You know, they're saying yeah. they're flexible, but then they're, you know, they're frowning upon any time you aren't there.
0: Right. And we, you know, we see that across the board with with different types of benefits that flexibility, you know, would certainly be a part of, like, you know, paid parental leave, It's Now we're all of a sudden starting to see the conversation shift to it's not good enough to just offer it. You really have to support and encourage people to take those benefits that you say you're offering. And that's where you're going to really see as a company the impact to your workforce and retention and advocacy and and all these things that the companies do truly want But. You know, some are doing that really well, and some are, are still really trying to, to get there.
1: Yeah, because I can imagine you, someone saying, you know, take your maternity leave, but then if the mom feels like it's not supported, the mom might choose to come back early. Or, you so know, they
2: don't lose their accounts or don't lose ownership of some of the things that their project that they're working on.
0: That's absolutely right. And, you know, what's been so interesting, too, in a, a program that, that we've developed um, based on the demand from companies, has been okay. We're seeing so much better paid parental leave, which is awesome. I think we can all agree that that's something that we need, needs to happen in, in this country. Um, and so, what we're finding is the way companies can best support that is not only encouraging and supporting that individual going out on leave, but really hiring a highly skilled backfill for that short term engagement that can truly be the partner to that to that person on leave. So that when they come back, there's no risk of their job going away or feeling threatened by, you know, your job, your accounts being given away. Um, and there's this overlap that occurs that, that really helps to to reintegrate that person back to the workforce, even after a couple months of paid parental leave. And so there, there's just been so many interesting, um, interesting challenges and dynamics coming out of how companies are trying to do this better for working parents and um, we've been thrilled to just sort of be part of the conversation in that um, companies are coming to us looking for those highly skilled backfills, you know, so that person can go and they can really honor that maternity leave in that period of time for that person.
1: So, Colleen, how many moms are on the platform?
0: Yes, we have 125,000 moms on the platform. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> is that is that nationwide? It's nationwide. Yep. So we're we're based in Chicago. We we started the company here, uh, but we have a nationwide presence. And this challenge that working parents, you know, specifically working mothers, feel, um, is pretty universal across the United States. Um, and so the reaction and the traction that we've seen from moms has been so incredible. Yeah. Um, and the appetite for more and the appetite to want to support other women and be involved is just, it's been such an incredible thing to be a part of. I'm sure. How many
2: companies support the Mom Project? Yeah. Because um, so obviously... we you're looking
0: with over 1,000 companies to date in the in the first three years.
2: 1,000? Wow. good. Yeah. And they
0: range from um, teeny tiny companies, right? So CEO and, and maybe one other person looking to bring on their first hire's all the way up to, you know, some of the biggest companies, you know, Fortune Fortune 50 companies who have come on and, and really wanted to have a partner in creating this tangible change for working parents, so not just bringing in, you know, like we did a, a really incredible returnship program that's now going to be in its third phase with BP and, and some of these really big employers, but they're, they're really seeing how impactful it can to partner with um They'll call us a niche, a niche vendor. Fifty percent of uh, the population. So, <laughs> looking
2: at looking at the website, there are some big world class companies that are listed here. I mean, yeah. Allison, you said didn't you say Allison came from P and G? Allison did come from P and G. That's yeah, right. P and G, BP, Invesco, AT and T, Miller Coors. Those are big. Georgia Pacific. Yeah. Those are huge companies. Oh, it's,
0: been, it's been incredible. Yeah, we just um, we actually just launched Women's Work Initiative, which is aimed at increasing female workforce participation. So that can be through returnships, through return to work candidates, in an effort to bring a thousand women back to work in 2019. And um, the companies signed on for that um, are some really big names. You know, Facebook and Uber. Invasco, Georgia Pacific, TransUnion. Um, We've got some really great tech companies, Reddit, Roku, um, who just have had such incredible interest as companies have really fundamentally started to take action on not just gender parity, but solving the working parent problem.
1: Well, you just mentioned the Women's Work Initiative, and you expanded that this spring, and, and you said, you yes. know, to bring 1,000 women back to work in 2019. Yeah. So um, yes. tell me, how does that work? What is the Women's Work Initiative?
0: Yeah, so the Women's Work Initiative is really geared at how can we create and design programming specific to return-to-work candidates, right? So just what we were talking about where those ramps back in are really hard to find. So could we design a program in partnership with these really incredible companies of, of all sizes, but really led by these flagship partners that are, are very large employers? And can we design programs with each of them to achieve this sort of groundswell of return to work? And so whether that's and that takes different forms with different companies, but basically working with custom programs in each of these clients to say this is what we're going to do this year. We're going to bring 50 women back to work in our legal department. We're going to bring, we want to bring 25 women back to tech roles um, in our, in our HQ. And so how do we go do that? And we find that through this initiative, even specifically as part of the mom project, that women are so eager to engage with these opportunities and companies are, are at this point desperate to find great talent. So, they're they're coming to the Mom Project looking for a way to engage thoughtfully and authentically with these return-to-work candidates because it's a lot easier said than done. So the Women's Work Initiative really aims to bring forth that conversation, um, get both the companies and the candidates ready to be successful and thrive. And so there's, there's a lot of work that goes into that with each client.
2: Um, what sectors does the Mom Project serve, like, Is it business folks? Is it healthcare? Like what, is it all run the gamut or what, what, who, who are you looking for? Who are the companies looking for?
0: Yeah. And so it it differs a little bit by company, but we're, we're seeing the most demand are in um, business administration, accounting and finance, legal technology, human resources, marketing. Um, And so, and we've done it all across the board. Um, where I think we've had the most success are those functions that uh, we're looking at, kind of senior manager and above, companies looking at, you know, employment under 4%. Um, moms are holding a lot more cards now than than they might think, right, because you're coming out of a career pause or being home with children, and it feels really daunting. We're seeing the demand on the company side is, is just so incredibly high. <laughs> it is like we're seeing hires being made in three or four days as opposed to what it used to feel like a couple of years ago. Wow, really?
2: So the mm-hmm. decks the decks oh, yeah. don't have to be stacked against a, a
0: mom? No, absolutely not. And I think what's so comforting for our candidates who, you know, these are incredibly educated, experienced professionals who made a choice to dedicate to their family for a period of time when they're engaging with an opportunity with one of our companies that we're working with, that gap is a non-issue. It's okay. a, it's, and in fact, it's seen as a plus, right? So that just changes the dynamic for how that candidate comes in and presents themselves, right? You're not hiding anything. Right. You're coming in to talk about your enthusiasm for joining a company and getting back to the workforce, and that's the focus and not, oh, what have you been doing for a couple years?
1: Well, and you know, being a mom requires a, a very specific skill set, oh, and that yeah. translates quite well to management. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, We've, we we um, we're working with a lot of candidates on just articulating the skills you've gotten and and acquired in the trenches of parenthood. I mean, PTA it's incredible skill set. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
1: All right, so Colleen, I'm going to do full disclosure here. I've been on the yeah. site. I created a profile because bef- even before um we decided we wanted to talk to you, I'd found this. I don't okay. know how I found it, but um I love the language and the tone in the in the way that you set this up. So the the site homepage says, "We're building a better workplace for the next generation of caregivers, leaders, innovators, and employers. So let's start from the perspective of women who sign up. You know, you call them Mm -hmm. talent. I love that. I noticed that as soon as you said it today. Yeah. Um, So they start by building a profile, you know, and I'm going to sort of take us through what the profile goes through. Um, So you start with the About Me page, right? Mm -hmm.
2: So that's what, if I were to fill out a profile about me, it would be what I'm looking to achieve. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, what you're looking to achieve sort of, what is your elevator pitch, right? And and that is something that, that we look at and also that the companies look at.
1: Okay. Okay, and then you go to the My Career Story. What does that involve?
0: Yes, yeah, so your career story might be a place where you can articulate, you know, past experience. You know, if you're looking at, like, if I'm giving my career story, it's, hey, I joined Yelp.com as an early-stage employee. I grew with them through 10 years. I then took a career break, I'm looking to come back to the workforce, which is, was my career story on the mom project.
1: Sure. And I also like the fact that, um, the website asks, what is your superpower? Yes.
0: yes.
2: This is and an empowering reason- website. It doesn't, it's not shameful or like, it's not going in like with your shoulders hunched, like, ho ho, ho. No. Will you, will you accept me? Will you please take a minute to talk to me? <laughs> It's very it's changing it around and make and empowering like, yeah, hot, damn, you've 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 been gone for a little bit, but you have skills and we want you. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And the the superpower language I think is really empowering in that it also forces us to think about what is this one industry or specific skill that I am like so good at. Right? Um, and it forces this mental exercise of, Okay, yeah, my traditional Training is in marketing, um, but my superpower is community development.
2: Sure. So one of the other ones on the profile is flex factors. Um, yes. I we, we talk about flexibility and stuff. So what what is involved in that, like whether you can tra- yeah. have ability to travel or what? That's
0: exactly right. So flex factors are going to allow the mom to set up her parameters. So this would be whether or not you... Anticipate you can do office hours or that you need fully remote. Um, Are you looking to work a schedule um, that's like a typical nine-to-five even if it's remote? Or do you need full autonomy over when your hours are worked? Are you looking for something permanent or more freelance? And then you get into these sort of more nitty-gritty. Can you travel? Do you want to travel? Is that something that's a deal-breaker for you? How long is your commute? These things that we know are so critical to this work-life integration uh, being able to work for moms. like So we ask those questions and because some people haven't thought about it. Some people have, right? You're like, oh, yeah, okay. talked to a mom the other day, so she took a job, and she thought, oh, yeah, I moved to the suburbs. I won't mind the commute, and the commute was just crushing an hour and a half each way in traffic. All that time comes away from your kids or from work. She went back in and updated her profile to say, you know, my commute needs to be less than 20 minutes, right? right. and so she won't be matched with opportunities that that would require her to commute more than 20 minutes from her home.
2: Okay.
1: You also have the education page, which, you know, is obvious, but then there's one called the make it perfect page. What is that one?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Make it perfect allows you to set up some of your criteria of this would be my ideal work situation. Um, And so what we use that for is when we are working with employers and they're setting up who their ideal candidate is, we're able to match it to make it perfect. Right. So, we know there's always some gray area of, okay, yeah, maybe I would take a job where I need to travel 20% of the time if the job was in a sector that I really was passionate about. Um, but in my perfect world, I wouldn't be traveling
1: Okay, right, with the little kids at home. So. Yeah, and you have to be honest when you fill that out, too, because yeah, I know that have to. I'm, I'm working on a job right now where I'm traveling all of next week, and it oh, upends the household when... this I know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the wheels are falling off, even even as I planned this. <laughs> I know. So what's
2: Marketplace, page? that part of it?
0: Yeah, so Marketplace is where you can view all the open opportunities that are currently being sourced through the Mom Project. So okay. ultimately, the way most um, women are being notified of roles that match their skill set are um, through email notifications. So it would be, hey, it's Colleen, this is a great match for you. We just wanted to make sure you saw it. Ultimately, we also have women coming to the site, just perusing open roles and being able to sort by freelance, by cities, um, just to see kind of what companies and what opportunities are out there.
1: Okay. All right. So, tell us about you. You mentioned this, but tell us about the returnships. Such a great idea.
0: Returnships are an incredible way um, for both companies and talent to win, and so we work on returnship programs with companies, and so it's, it's a spin on internship, but it is a fully paid, you know, usually six to nine months um, full-time returnship program that allows um, companies to recruit incredible talent, right, for either a project that has that amount of fan or a permanent role, and really gain and ramp back up into these, you know, professional-type roles and professional-type settings. And so um, I was just catching up with our lead on our VP our returnship account, um, and they're they're kind of now going into the third phase here. And we've had, I think, over 90% of the returnship candidates who've completed the returnships have been offered full-time roles. Wow. Full-time wow. permanent roles. Um, and it's just an incredible way to embed into a company for a mom, embed into a company, get into the weeds again, get back to the working identity, um, try something on for size, have this really, you know, meaty opportunity, um, and, and build your network again, right? That that can be very difficult when you're not at a company to, to have this professional network. Um and then for the companies, I mean it's just it's a home run. They're filling their talent pipeline with incredible individuals who have proven work experience.
2: Sure. What about the cost? So, does it cost me something to sign up to build a profile, um, no, to use the no. service? How does it? How does that work?
0: Yeah. So moms don't pay. Um, it will. It will always be free for moms. Um, companies pay when they want to work through us to formalize retention programs, place candidates, work on research projects. So companies are coming to us and contracting with us and paying.
1: And we're looking at it very specifically from the point of view of a mom, but how does yes. it benefit an employer to get oh, involved sure. with you?
0: Ultimately, this is what I'm singing from the rooftops all the time, is a company, this is not just a, a nice thing to do for moms, right? And it's not just a, a moral imperative that we allow working parents' uh, accommodation to be successful in the workplace, but it's truly a business imperative. Um, they're looking at Losing high-quality, talented, experienced professionals because the workplace structures have fundamentally not served that population,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they are adapting, and and they're you know coming what we say the right side of history to, to solve this working parent problem. It, it's shown that by retaining women, by retaining working parents, by understanding what those programs look like they will have better ROI as a company. Sure. I think it's will. awesome. They have a lot of skin in the game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. If you had one thing you wish every mom knew about the Mom Project, what would it be?
0: Oh, I mean, I think it's that I, we want moms to know that, that they hold so much more power than it feels like and that their skills are valuable and in high demand and that we want to serve as the community platform and the job platform that can help them springboard into something where they can feel like they're living their best life as a mom and as a professional.
2: I I have to applaud you for that because as a mom that stayed home for the last 13 years, so often, you know... You, because you're not bringing home the bacon, you're mm-hmm. not you're not bringing home mm-hmm. the paycheck. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a mom. And you know what? Damn it, that's I'm not just that's mom. not right. <laughs> like no, that definitely not. It's well, the hardest job you know, I've you know, ever ever had in my entire life. The
0: hard job. I will, even this past Monday, I was like, I need to go back to work where people listen to me. <laughs> and You know, I, I have control over my day. Um, was that day one of yeah. summer break? No. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Yeah. Um, no, but it's it's just so true. And, and and something that we've heard from so many people, you know, there's this myth of the mommy wars, which which we really believe is a myth, right? This is sort of extremists on both sides that, that make that seem like more than it is. And ultimately, all moms work. Whether you're working outside the home for pay or you're working inside the home for no pay, all moms work. And I think we all identify with that and that rallying cry right. and that ultimately, as our life evolves, we should be able to have those choices available to us about work and, and how that looks, and that nothing is static, right? So, because I chose to step out of the workforce for a period of time doesn't mean I always want to be out. right? Um, and so, we all vacillate between stay-at-home and working, but ultimately, we're all working.
1: Yeah. All right. So, Colleen, where can moms and dads, if they if they want, um, where can they find out more about this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, it's Uh, themomproject.com, and on that page, you'll get to see um, more information about women's work initiative as well, if that's of particular interest. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Colleen Curtis, Head of Community and Marketing for The Mom Project. Thanks so much. Thank you. So, apparently, the way we work is changing. And maybe moms can have the best of both worlds.
2: I'm sitting up straighter right now because I'm like, you know what? I can be a badass, too. Like, think about it. The whole way that she talked about all the moms that have stayed home is completely flipping it around and making you look at it a little differently.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's so much you learn from managing little people that you can bring to, you know, I find it true in stuff I'm doing freelance-wise. Like, you know, working with 22-year-olds, it's a lot like working with 13-year-olds, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, um. I love how in the Tribune wrote about the mom project and says the mom project, which functions kind of like Airbnb for talent and connects candidates with the work opportunity. I think that's a a pretty cool analogy because that's essentially what's happening here.
1: That's exactly right. And I will let you know if I ever get an actual job.
2: You're pretty busy, and I don't know what you're ta- what time you're talking about needing to fill.
1: But I know. Well, I just want to make money. All right. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, please check out our episodes from previous seasons. Yes. So go to wgnradio.com and click WGN Plus. We're in the lifestyle category.
2: Yes, or you can check us out on iTunes or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. Please subscribe, leave reviews, tell your friends, um, leave a review. We'd love we'd love that feedback. You can also check out our Facebook page. Or give us a call at 331-704-0046.
1: Or you can email us.
2: Oh, yeah. There's email, too.
1: Apparentlypodcast at gmail.com. This is the WGN Plus Podcast.
2: I'm Ann Johnsos And I'm Tracy Weiner. Thanks for listening to Apparently. We
0: make it look easy. We make it look good. When
2: everybody sees it, they stop and take
0: a look.